What's good, y'all? Back in the building with another episode of the Cozy Corner, man. You know what I'm saying? I got my boy Kenny Mac in the building with me. You feel me? Dove Club. Yes, sir. Episode 20. It's crazy to think that we've done 20 episodes. It don't even feel like it's been like 20 weeks since we started. Um, it's flying. Time is indeed going. We're in 2022. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, man. Uh, we've had a had a week filled with news, especially a um, big story in football. We got I got some things I want to talk about with basketball. And this is probably the last time you're going to hear from us as a duo before the trade deadline, which is on Thursday. So, got a lot to get a lot to get into, man. Go ahead and drop a like on the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a rating on podcast platforms if you're listening over there. Appreciate y'all. Let's get straight into it, man. All right, football. Sunday after we got off uh, recording, the AFC Championship was going on. And um, the Bengals won. They won the same way that they, they, they won the, the, the game against the Chiefs in the regular season, which is kind of crazy uh, to think about because they were down by like 11 and they came back and won and they did the same thing again. But in the Bengals. Yeah, um, it's been so long since since that game that it's like I don't really have too many thoughts on it. I mean, it's great for them. Like I said last week, they got swag. That's why I like them a lot. Um, they're confident and they're good. They're obviously really really good. Um, so congratulations to them going to the Super Bowl. Um, <clears throat> was there any is there any thoughts that you have on? The other side, from the Chiefs' side, or anything like that, like what they could have done, or. I mean, some people are saying that they uh, when they went for it on at half, right before halftime, mm-hmm. they should have kicked the field goal, but shit, Chiefs whooping that ass at that point. Exactly, they were at what twenty-one to three. Yeah, something like that. Twenty-one to ten, maybe. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's weird because. If they would score a touchdown, it would have put it. It would have put the game more than likely out of reach. But if you kick the field goal, you you still get three points. I don't know. That's just like I hate when people do that because it's like revisionist history. And when I'm a fan of of teams being aggressive, you know what I'm saying. I don't like teams when they. Yeah, I don't. I don't like when teams are. I don't know how to say it, like playing with your food. Don't play with your food. Kill it. You know what I'm saying. So. You seen uh, when Cole Hartman and uh, Tari Hill was getting into it. They was getting into it like second quarter. You talking about Eli Apple? No, Tari Hill and McCole Hart. They was getting into it on the sideline. I was like, I'm like, yeah, y'all niggas up 14, 20 points. What's the problem? But then I see why. I see why McCole Hartman was mad. He's like, yeah, y'all, we getting a little too. This shit ain't over. We need to keep putting that gas on them. Mm-hmm. Or McCole Hartman could have <laughs> fucked up the chemistry. I'm like, what's the problem y'all up by? Hella points. Mm-hmm. Cole Harmon, like, I'm wide open. Y'all y'all keep giving the ball to Tyreek and Travis. I'm wide open. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then I, then after that, it went downhill. Shit. It definitely did. <laughs> did they know. scored three points in the second half, and they scored 21 in the first. Uh, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best. But I don't think it defines the Chiefs at all just because they lost this game. And to think about this, right, just think about this. 
for four years, I think four years straight, the Chiefs have been in the AFC Championship. <laughs> like be five next year. Like from 2018 to this year. So when they lost to Tom Brady the last time they won, the, they went to the Super Bowl to play the Eagles when he was with the Patriots. They lost. No, it was at the Rams. I don't remember which year. That was 2018. I think that was the the, the Eagles. I want to say, or the Eagles was 2017. I can't remember. But they lost that year. Then the next year, they um, then they no no no, am I tripping? I don't remember. But I I know he went to the Super Bowl back to back. So he went to the Super Bowl last year and the year before that. And then they lost to Tom Brady in the AFC Championship. And then these past two years, they got to the AFC Championship twice and lost. So it's like, you know? Yeah. Put some respect on the Chiefs' name. Because <clears throat> I see a lot of people trying to, like, not a lot of people, but I've seen, like, Patrick Mahomes slander. And it's like, bro, there's no need for that. You feel me? There's no need for that at all. I but mean, his, his gunslinging ways is, is definitely why they lost that game. I but, mean, it's a part of it, yeah. but Part of him. That's just how he plays. Yeah. Take it with the good and the bad. Indeed. Well, in the first half, I did notice that, like, he was taking, like, some of the shorter plays, just, like, being smarter and and things like that. So, I can – I appreciate that. I can see that developing. But some of the the tendencies are still there from just bad habits and things like that. So, as he gets older, he gets matures and just gets better because when you're at that level, you can only get better with time. So – you feel me? Gotta improve his decision making. In clutch moments, he never, like you said, in the beginning of the game, he, he making the right plays. But when they get to whooping niggas' ass, or when it's a uh, crunch time, that boy will throw all the marbles out there. Hey man, like going overtime. Yeah, do that bit. double coverage. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. all right. <laughs> all right, in the second game. A game that I watched a little bit of it, and then I got tired of watching football. Um, <laughs> the Rams and the 49ers. Um, it was a it was a hard hitting game, close like low scoring, close game, and the Rams pulled it out, bro. Like I'm happy for them, first of all, and <clears throat> I know a lot of people are happy for Matt Stafford. Cool. I'm happy for OBJ, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, all my favorite players on that team. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm happy for them. They get into the Super Bowl. They're playing at the crib. And it's crazy that back-to-back years that we got the Super Bowl being played at the home team's venue. Definitely saying that might be an unfair advantage. Yeah. But how many years in advance are they playing that? I feel like they playing it like a year or two years in advance. Maybe some time before. Yeah. Do you have any any takes on this game? Because I, I damn sure don't. <laughs> it is a little wild to be. Niners should have won that game, really. They was up. They had it in control. Like you said, the Odell. Odell Beckham, the Jalen Ramsey, the Aaron Donalds. The Aaron Donald on that last play was insane. <laughs> yeah, and that's really to turn the game over dead. That last play was insane, bro. But, like, Couple drives like a drive or two before that they had Von Miller was on the sideline. I mean not Von Miller. Aaron Donald, he got he seen him, he gathered everybody up. He was everybody yeah, he was firing everybody up. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, but then after that, they was turned up after that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Aaron yeah. Donald is one of the best leaders in the game. 
Indeed. He's one of the best players in the league. How many times you want defensive player of the year? Like two or three times. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um but moving moving from the other side, uh the forty the ers had a great season. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite teams to watch in the in the regular season and in the playoffs. Um it's a tough road, man. Um, and it seems like not seems like it is, it's a fact. Jimmy G is no longer gonna be their quarterback going forward. Um I guess I don't know if they're gonna go after a free agent or if they're gonna rock with Trey Lance and see where that goes and build up from there. Um but I got a question for you, my guy. This bleeds into our, our second our second topic with the NFL. Do you think your team should try to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? If it was me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know this is not going to happen, but if it was me, I don't even care about this season. Next season, you got C.J. Stroud and... Uh, Bryce Young and yeah, yeah. I know that's not about to happen. Exactly. That's yeah. that's not the that's not the spot that your team is in. No. So probably about to be some ass again this year. Be up around five hundred pace team. I don't know what we're gonna do, bro. I so let me let me rephrase the question. Would you be okay with Jimmy G being your quarterback next season? Hell yeah. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a winner. I'm saying not everybody can. There's only one team can win a Super Yeah. Just like with Russell Westbrook. Everybody's saying he's not a winner. Like, Russell Westbrook is a winner. Mm-hmm. And he, that nigga is a winner. There's only one person can win. He, he ain't more of a winner than fucking the niggas that's been beating him. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of winners in this world. So. There is. Um, yeah, speaking, speaking of Washington football, <clears throat> Um, new team name, the Washington Commanders. How you feeling about that, my guy? <laughs> you ain't got no feelings on that, bro. I ain't gonna lie, I've been avoiding all information regarding the Commanders' name and all that shit. I don't even care, bro. I, I just want to see what them jerseys look like on the field. The jerseys look alright. I'm alright. They look, they look, they look decent from what I saw in like the the little promos and everything like that. They look, they looked alright. Um. <laughs> They bought the the whole thing was botched. Like the whole announcement was botched, and it's so funny because there was a a, heli- a chopper flying around the stadium, not around the stadium, around the facility, and there's this huge, larger than life banner that just says Washington Commanders on it. The night before they were supposed to release it, and it's just like, well, whatever. Yeah, we, suck. <clears throat> we are a functional team. And them jerseys are still in a hard and not better than the jerseys we've been wearing for 50, 60 years. Because of that logo. That logo, it, I know it's racist and everything like that. That logo is hard. What, the, the old logo? Yeah. And a lot of the jerseys yeah. and everything like that it was based upon that. Yeah. And when you just debrand your whole team, it's just going to look plain. And I like the kind of plain-looking uniforms because I kind of like monochromatic things, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's 2022. All the, all the teams that got New Jersey's, them bitches are. Mm-hmm. Jaguars, Seahawks. The I mean, Rams. They, yeah, got I mean, I ain't going to say our jerseys are ass, but. I like the black uniforms, though. Did you see the black ones? I did, but it's hard to tell. I got to see them in, on, either on the personal field. or on the field. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. What do I think about the name? I just think it's funny. Like, I, I don't care. 
Like I, I was, pref- I was preferably a, a person that just keep watching the football team. That sounds cool, but they wanted to pick a name, and Commanders is the name, and whatever, bro. <laughs> right. They act like the name really matters. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. Like people was calling us the Deadskins. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, the name don't even matter. People, people that's not Washington football fans don't is gonna care. hate on the name regardless. Yeah. All that matters is the people in the greater DMV area. Yeah. yeah. Which seems like most of us don't, except for the old heads. The old heads probably cool with it. They might be. I don't know. They might not care either. I mean, because this team has been, like, bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but they've been, like, mid to bad, like, for, what, 25 years? 20, 30, damn it, 30 years? So it's like, it is what it is. <clears throat> All right. So moving from one dysfunctional situation to another, um, Brian Flores is suing the NFL, the Denver Broncos, the Giants, and the Miami Dolphins for myriad of things, including putting on sham interviews, disingenu- disingenuous interviews, and incentivizing losing and improper player recruiting. Um, what do we think about this? I'm going to let you go first. I got to clear my throat, God damn it. But really, like, um, really, I need to do more research on this topic because I haven't really been paying attention to it. Because mm-hmm. this is a thing that we've been. I'm I'm happy that he Brian Flores is. He's bringing it to the light. Yeah, but this ain't nothing that we knew. This is mm-hmm. in every job in America. They're not trying hard. The black the nigga that look like us. Excuse my language. It's a person that look like us. So, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you the the head. Nobody really trying to make us person our skin color the head of a corporation unless it's a corporation that we made yeah so fucking nothing surprising about that you know it's unfortunate that he got to be the uh the one that actually do this because his nfl career is probably over yeah for sure that's very unfortunate but at the same time shit he probably get paid and he's doing the right thing yeah he is because the way i look at it i mean obviously what you said is true but at the same time I feel like some people are so desensitized to it that it's like, it don't we don't care, but in all actuality we we should care and be pressing the button and stomping our feet and everything like that, and I'm happy that he did it, but my bigger my bigger point about it is like, there's a there's not a I don't think there's anything we can really do to change this in the NFL per se, because. Um, the owners are who run the league, right? <clears throat> they pay the commissioner. They fund everything. Um, and if you look at most of the owners, what era do they come from? Like, what time, What period of time are they coming from? You feel me? So when you think about that, you think about their reference points and everything like that, that's what they come from. So that's all they know. You feel me? And... This is no shade that older people older people sometimes are stuck in their ways. And this is a clash between just not not just what's going on in this situation, but the world in general. Because the 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 our our what is it? our society is ran by corporations. And corporations have been around forever. If you think about Walmarts, Coke, McDonalds, like any major corporation, it's been around forever. And the people that own it are old. You know what I'm saying? There's no, like, people that's in their 30s and 20s yet that are owning 
these big corporations. They've been around for so long and they're built upon this dark background. And this is a clash between the old world and the new world. The new world is not going for racism. Um, what is the other word I'm looking for? They're not going for any bigotry, discrimination, anything that has to go against women, anything like that at all, right? This That's the new world. The old world was how it was, and we've seen how it played out in history. And now it's just a clash between we run this world, we still run this, but we're coming up and we don't care, and we want to be able to change the world because it's going to be our world one day. So it's just a clash of this and this and this, and the battle is playing out. So that's pretty much how I look at it. Um, and I'm going to read this statement that the NFL put out yesterday because obviously they had to say something, but um, what they said <clears throat> was from – this is from Commissioner Goodell, February 5th, 2022. The subject is our commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. <clears throat> I want to address this subject, address a subject that many of us have discussed together, not only this week, but consistently for many years. Racism and any form of discrimination is contrary to the NFL's values. We have made significant efforts to promote diversity and adopted numerous policies and programs which have produced positive changes in many areas. However, we must acknowledge that, particularly with respect to head coaches, the results have been unacceptable. We will reevaluate and examine all policies, guidelines, and initiatives relating to diversity, equity, and inclusion, including as they re relate to gender, we are always no. We are retaining outside experts to assist in this review, and will also solicit input from current and former players, coaches, advocates, and other authorities in this area. Our goal is simple: make our efforts in those of the clubs more effective, so that real and tangible results will be achieved. That's just one. The first opening paragraph, and then they went on to just deny what Brian Flores was alleging. So. NFL is full of shit. Yeah, and yeah. They're not going to be. Like, how long has Eric been been to me? Wherever they been trying to be a coach, you know he might not really be trying to leave. Yeah, but he's went on interviews. And another he's another point that people were raising um, about this 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 is not related to what Brian Flores is doing. What well, kind of is incentivizing losing? It goes down that branch, right? So, say for instance, like it happened in Houston with uh, David Cully. David Cully. Been assistant forever. He gets his first opportunity in Houston, and it is a dumpster fire. Like, who's who's supposed to be productive with what, what's going on with that roster with the whole Deshaun Watson thing? Your cupboard is bare. You don't really have too many picks, and it's like, what do you do? <laughs> you feel me? And after one year, he's fired. For what reason? I have no idea. You know? And if the teams that he's saying are teams that are at this is why they're ass. The Giants ain't had a black quarterback. Have they ever had a black quarterback? Like a starting quarterback one time. It was yeah, Geno Smith. Yeah. But that was for like three games because Eli was hurt. Yeah. Broncos never had a black quarterback. You tripping. They had who? This year. And Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Like, you see how they did him. Yeah. You see how every team does Teddy Bridgewater. This nigga get hurt and then he's done with. Yeah. So. And then who was the other team? The fucking dolphins. The dolphins. I mean, these are shitty. These are niggas that might be worse than us. <laughs> so I'm not surprised them teams. And then John Elway, he seems like a racist guy. All these, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Just a 
bad situation. There's nothing that. There's nothing. New. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing new. So. I don't. I don't know how this is gonna play out. The legal. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. We are gonna see how it plays out. But we definitely. We definitely finna finna see what's going on. See if any players join players or coaches or anybody joins the class action lawsuit against the NFL. Um, and hopefully, this starts the process of change. But I doubt it. <clears throat> being being honest, I doubt it. Um, how many? There's only one black coach right now, Tomlin. Yep. How many? He's he been doing this for 15, 20 years, and he's one of the best coaches in the league. Then and you know the he's never had a losing season. Yeah, and that's the problem. They know that we can. And the, and the crazy, the craziest part about it is our like people black black coaches. I feel like it's not it's not been explicitly explained or anything like that. There's different like little biases that people would just express in how they talk or how they react, how they say certain things or how they react to certain things. Like for I feel like for black head coaches in the NFL, the standard is so much higher than what it would be for a Josh McDaniels or a um, who's another head coach like a Sean McVay or somebody like that, right? The standard is so much higher. For whatever reason, I have no clue. You know what I'm saying? Because they know we better than us. But they don't want to accept it. Yet they put them high expectations on and even, and even with, with, with black quarterbacks. Like, Look at the discussion about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has taken the Ravens, has seamlessly made the transition for that franchise from Joe Flacco, who's taking him to the playoffs and won him the Super Bowl every year, to still carry that on besides this past year where he got hurt. He's been carrying that team. MVP, the best player on that team. And you hear the conversations they have about him. While other people that aren't that don't look like Lamar Jackson just skate by. So Yeah. The league is very racist. And once again it's they got white people. It's white people scouting black people. White people. That's what Brian started. Flores was saying. It was like a plantation thing, and yeah. and I people. And this is one one other thing I want to say because I said this before when in conversation, people can say that they're millionaires and they're making money, right? And what I can say to you is inflation. You feel me? Like they, a player can make a two million dollars. The owner's making multi tens of billions of dollars. And they don't get taxed. They don't do they, they, none. You feel me? So it's like, okay, we're still all the way up here, and you're down here. So, hmm? you've got different ways to pay off them tax. For sure. Like, that's just the game. That's just how the game is out here. You gotta, gotta learn the game to play the game. They're not trying to teach us the game. Indeed. So, moving on from 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 serious topic. Well, this is still serious. Um, moving on to hoop talk, basketball time. My favorite time of the show, you know. We're gonna start off with college basketball. I got two curious cases right now. First one is the curious case of Shaden Sharp. If you don't know who Shaden Sharp is, he was the number one player in the 2022 high school class um, from Canada. Played uh, with Dream City Christian in Arizona, and he graduated from high school during the summer played a couple of high school games, and decided he was going to enroll at Kentucky early. Uh, since then, he hasn't played. He's been practicing with the team, getting acclimated and everything like that. And by age, he is eligible for this year's NBA draft, the 2022 NBA draft in June. 
Um, and the consensus is if he enters the draft, he's going to be a top 10 pick. But the question is, should he stay or should he go? And the reason why I asked should he stay is because he has not played any, like, high competition, like, at a higher level besides high school, you know? Yeah. Well, I like, at least in his situation, he, he at least went to college. Like, mm-hmm. so he's, still he's practicing and everything like that, yeah. He's getting at least a little better bump. Mm-hmm. Just going from high school to, to the NBA. So, his situation, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, if you want to go to the league, I'm cool with that. But the fascinating thing to me about it is, like, it's the choice, like, of, okay, or do you th- does he do you think you're ready to go to the NBA? Like, that's what good, what's going to be the determining factor. Because if you don't think you're ready, then you should stay. But if you do, then you're going to be a top five, top ten pick. Because this draft – Right there. This this draft isn't like OD crazy like like twenty twenty or last last year's draft with just guys on top of guys on top of guys that are like franchise changing players. So <laughs> I I have no idea what he should do. Well, I think he should stay because I was going through and reading like not reading listening to John Calipari talk about like how he wasn't practicing and everything like that. And straight up, he said he wasn't ready. You know. He said he wasn't ready to play at this level. He still has some things to work on. Um, that's basically what he said throughout throughout the entirety of it. Um, I think he should stay because I don't I don't want for him. I don't know him, but just being like the compassionate person that I am, I don't want him to go and not be ready, and that he's out of the league very fast. You know? Yeah, but you know that's not gonna happen. Shit. He on eighteen. Shit. They're not gonna kick him out of the league before twenty three. That's crazy. You know what the average span of an NBA career is? Yeah, we you talking about a, the number one player in the class. What's no. the average length of a number one player in the class? The the shortest nigga probably should bad my heart. Okay. Um, let's go back. Let me see now you got me pulling up drafts again. Here we go. <laughs> the only thing that I can know that, that I can think of that really had a bad career, number one player in this class. Shabazz, my heart. Shabazz was he the number one player in that class? All right. He might have been twenty years old. <laughs> he he might have been cheating. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go back to 2019. I don't know. You know the league. The league loves age. That's what the league is about, right? That is that is a fact. That is a fact. He can't give up on no 18 year old. Five years. Okay, so. First player that's out of the league, this is the 2019 draft. The 15th pick, Sekou Dumboya. Another case of a player that probably wasn't ready to be in the league coming from overseas. Um, and three years later, he's not in the NBA. You know? Even, let's see if there's anybody in the 2020. I don't think so. Um, Taking coming to the United States, huh? Yeah, everybody else is kind of is kind of cool, but there's there's a bunch of guys that are like odd, like ultra talented, but don't get the chance because they're not ready at the, by the time they get in, and then they're pigeonholed into a role that's lesser than them, and then they don't thrive in it, and then you turn it into a situation where you're out of the league, you know? Like like a player like Josh Green. Josh Green is finally getting his chance under like Jason Kidd, but Josh Green was like. That boy, 
coming out of IMG. He was that boy when he went to Arizona. He was going to be one of them boys. Exactly. He still came out. The path is harder, but, you know, to each his own, you feel me? Um, What you just named was foreign players. But at least Josh Green played. Shane Sharp is from Canada, so technically he is foreign. (laughs) But that's really the only them Canadian dudes and besides them Slovenia, all those places. Mm -hmm. That's really where they come from. Places like Luka and Jokic from. But at least they playing pro first before they even get, you know what I'm saying? So, and that game over there is way different than the NBA. Like, way different. Canada's Canada's on our ass. They definitely are. Them Canadian boys hooping. Hooping, hooping. All right, moving from uh, one freshman to another freshman, there was a report. I'm going to pull it up just to make sure for accuracy's sake. Boom, boom, boom. This is one of our guys. Why is it not showing up? Is this it? Nah, it's from January 8th. Hold on. Stay with me, folks. Okay. This is... Okay. So, there was reports going around that Imani Bates, our guy, Imani Bates, um, he's hurt right now. But there was talk that he may not return to the team with Memphis and possibly leave the program. Maybe not transfer. Maybe transfer. Maybe not transfer. Maybe going to the to the G League, going to overtime elite, um, and after them Spartans. Yeah. What do you think of of, the, of this brewing situation? There was a report that I just seen that said his dad said he was going to come back and play when he's healthy. Um, Pop said it's all bullshit. That's all. <laughs> that, that don't even make sense. What is like? He's been he's having a bad year. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, mm-hmm. And my question with with this is, so is he supposed to be in the same class with Shaden? Yes. So that's why Shaden's number one then. Well, he was number one. Yeah, yeah. I think I feel like Imani was number one, and then he classed up over the summer because he was playing. I think he played in Peace Jam, if I remember correctly. I feel like Imani put yeah. I feel like Imani played in Peach Jam, um, and then he classed up, and then he was going to Memphis. And he was there the whole summer. But Shaden had graduated in the summer, but he was gonna play like the high school season. And he was just like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna go." Yeah, which makes sense because if you really that dude in high school, you ain't doing nothing but driving fifty. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I wouldn't, especially especially in Imani's situation. Where Shaden's situation is different because if, even if he had classed up, he was still old enough to where he could go to the draft this year. Imani couldn't do that, so I didn't. I don't really see the point of do of going to college and being there for two years because then you're a young player first of all, and then when people get more tape on you, it, you know what I'm saying, the harder it's gonna be. And if you're really that boy, then it's gonna be it's gonna work out for you. But just like, how are you gonna handle what happens when you struggle? You feel me? That's a big diamond. It's a big part of his career, huh? It's gonna either make or break his career. At this point, yeah. But I think it'd be alright. He is on the seventeen, and then like you were saying last episode, we gotta gotta chill, gotta get these guys, these guys as kids. Yeah, they are. They are literally kids. I feel old, bro. 
I feel I was uh, shout out to Nick in the Cut. I don't. He's probably never watched this. There's a uh, he does like uh, docu like video like I don't like documentaries on like high school so I can like keep up. Um, I was saying about Jerry McCain. He does one on him, and he was like talking to his trainer, and <laughs> he said in 2016 he was uh, 11 years old, and I immediately felt old, and I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> I felt mad right. old, bro. We was eighteen and he was eleven. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, but with with Imani, I don't really know. I I, I can't tell you. I, I I would caution him from going to overtime elite because I don't know what's going on over there with who they playing. That's not an option at all. He better not do that. I don't. It's not. It's not a fact of like what they're doing. The, like the teams they playing. I don't. <laughs> he might as well go to. Or what, what he what he could have did. Um, <clears throat> there's a young man named Scoot Henderson. Um, that's in the G League, and he could have did that too. Because even with like, even if you go to the G League and you struggle, G League games ain't on national TV. G, G League games ain't easily accessible You know what I'm saying You gotta be in the mud In the trenches to find but You gotta know what you're looking for If you're looking for G League games So That could have been a better route too Cause if you're trying to get to the NBA That's The NBA pipeline Yeah So <clears throat> Scoop might be A better athlete than him huh A better athlete for sure yes More skilled I don't know Athlete Things like that. Translate Scoot is explosive. Oh my goodness. Imani, they gonna put that body on Imani no matter where he is. And especially Imani, because he'll be there for two years. So, I don't know. I think that if he is gonna transfer, I think that should be the move, um, for him. But yeah. college balls. <clears throat> Dumb college balls. Yeah. But it's an unfortunate situation. It is. It sucks. But at the same time, it's like everybody got to go through their own battles in life. So, hope you're getting through it, bro. Keep your, keep your head strong and everything like that, you know? He's being crowned the chosen one that early. He's saying it now. Mm-hmm. Got to go through them ups and downs. Okay. I put this on the show list on Friday because I thought this was going to be good. Um, I titled this, we, we had some, some great games on Saturday. Um, there, w- there was not a lot. There was one out of these five games that I wrote down on this list that were actually, that was actually like worth watching the entire way through. Um, I had Baylor and Kansas. Well, two games, sorry. Baylor and Kansas, USC at Arizona, Duke at UNC, Kentucky at Alabama, and Gonzaga at BYU. <clears throat> Start with the first game. Uh, Baylor going to Kansas. Um, they got their ass kicked by like 25. Uh, nothing too much to speak about. Christian Brown. Shout out to you. Oh, shout out to you. Shout out to everybody on Kansas. Y'all did y'all thing. Y'all kicked their ass. James Akinjo was out there bad. Um, There's a lot of there's a lot of bad things going on for 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 uh, Baylor. Right. Is the dude that's hurt really that good? You talking about um, L.J. Cryer? I don't know the name. But yes. The dude that keeps showing on the bench. Yeah. He really that good. Mm-hmm. Or he looked like he's from Maryland. I don't. Or, where he from? I don't know. Texas. Let me see. But yeah, he definitely on the bench. He looked like he that nigga. I'm like, yeah, this nigga must be that. Cause they keep showing. LJ Cryer. Is he a freshman? Nah, he's a sophomore. What he was just behind the boys. He is year. from New Orleans, Louisiana. 
Yeah. Well, he was just behind. He was just on the bench last year. Yeah, he was on the bench last year behind them dudes. Mm-hmm. Them boys. Um, but yeah, they got their ass kicked. James Akinjo was had a bad game. Um, nobody really had a had a great game in that game at all. Adam Flagler didn't play well. Um, yeah, Kansas really blew them off the floor after they got blown out by Kentucky. So from there, there was USC and Arizona. Um, I caught like the last ten minutes of the game because I was coming home from work. Um, it was a solid game. That was a battle. It's a hell of a battle. Um, two really tough teams, especially when it comes tournament time. I think USC is going to be dangerous again once they get to the tournament because of their size. Their their front court is massive. Definitely an underrated team. <laughs> and more than likely, it's going to depend on what their guards do, like Boogie Ellis and all of them, if they can get their game off and and really and really support Isaiah Mobley and the gang up front. Um, but Arizona put out the dub. What'd you say? He's from Cali. Yeah. Say Memphis kind of need him right now, don't you? <laughs> this bit, I don't know what's going on in Memphis. I don't, I, I, I can't tell you. It seems like it's only working out for Jalen Duran because he's going to be like a top five pick. And after that, it's kind of like, you know. <laughs> um, But yeah, Arizona, they got the dub. Arizona had a great week this week, too. They beat UCLA on their home floor, and they ended up beating USC on their home floor. Um, yeah, it was a great game. Two Bellas played a great game. Kurt Creaser, shout out to them guys. Shout out to ben- Benedict Matherin had a crazy ass block on the was that Thursday on Thursday against UCLA. That shit was insane. I don't remember. I think it was Jules Bernard. He met Jules Bernard at the rim and destroyed that motherfucking ball. <laughs> I gotta see that. I gotta see that. <laughs> Benedict Matherin is an animal, bro. He's a beast. Um, but moving on from that game, we had. Um, the game that happens on Tobacco Road, Duke going to North Carolina, and Coach K's last game at Chapel Hill. It's still crazy to me that that Coach K is really retiring after this season. Yeah, there's no way he was about to do that game. There was no Chapel. way. No. 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 No way. Not at all. No. And uh, Duke came out the gate on Demon Time, and <laughs> they was up by like 18 within the first like five minutes of the game. Paolo came out hot, hot. And got that boy Baycott two fouls early, and in North Carolina couldn't buy a basket. They were getting open looks and good looks. They just couldn't make it. And Duke was making everything to start the game. <laughs> um, and as the game went on, they started to hit a couple of shots. Brady Manning had a pretty good first half. The second half, he was hitting a lot of threes. But it was really nobody else providing anything from North Carolina at all, at all. Mark Williams was dest- was destroying anything that came in the paint. Caleb Love tried him a couple times. He wasn't having it. Um, and I, you want uh, never mind. <laughs> Damn boy, Caleb Love. Yeah, struggling. He is. Um, he is. He is. And and we're talking. We're gonna talk on something to go back back to with um with the Imani Bates and everything like that. And once I finish talking about these games, um, then I got I got a question for you after we after you done. Talk okay. About okay. Cool. So. Essentially, Duke won by, like, 25. Uh, A.J. Griffin had a big game. A.J. Griffin has been hooping, and he's shooting up draft boards right now. He is is, is a large kid. He is very strong. He's very athletic. (laughs) uh, Rough in Virginia. Um, 
Did he come back? Yes, he came back. He's coming off the bench because he's still like getting back from injury. Um, he plays really tenacious defense. I don't think he's found his shot again yet. Um, I don't really know because by the time they went up 25, I kind of just started looking at some other stuff. You know, I was watching the end of the U- the USC game, um, but that was pretty much it. What were you about to say? A lot of free throws for the yeah. USC game. Yeah, hell yeah. The last five minutes took like a half an hour. That's 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 the only that's my only knock about the college game. The last no, nah, that shit happens in the NBA too. I hate I hate, that's one of my pet peeves. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, bro, can the game just end, bro? Can it just yeah, end, bro? I fell asleep on that Lakers game last night. I was editing the the thing I sent you. I was doing that, and I was not paying attention to the Lakers game. And I was watching the next game we talking about University of Kentucky, Alabama. Kentucky's my guys. They went to Bama. Played Bama at their crib. Bama's had a great tra- track record at their crib against great teams. And um, we came in there and got the dub, man. I'm proud of my guys. They came in there and they hooped. Like, really hooped. You know? Um, it was a tough game for the guards for Alabama. Uh, Javon Quinley had a good first half. Second half was, eh, it was, it was all right. And J.D. Davidson didn't have a good game at all. At, like, at all. Um, Jaden Shackelford, he poured in a, a few buckets, but he wasn't his normal 20-point a game self. Um, and our guys was just going, going. Davion Mitz had a great first half. Um, he hit some big shots. Uh, Ty Ty. I love Ty Ty. That's my guy. That's my guy. Um, Oscar Shibwe is a monster. <laughs> like a player of the year. He might win player of the year. Oscar Shibwe is really that nice. He is <laughs> my God. Um, who else had a great game? Savir Wheeler is just being Savir Wheeler, running around and making lives hell. You know. Breaking news, guys. Um, we had some well-timed lag, and I looked at my phone and got on Twitter. I'm happy right now, man. I'm smiling from ear to ear. One of my favorite teams to watch, the Cleveland Cavaliers, have just acquired Karis LeVert. That's nasty, bro. That is insane. You know what's crazy? I was going to tell you before I press record again. You know who the Cavaliers are playing in an hour. That's what I was thinking. The Pacers <laughs> in Cleveland. <laughs> I guess you're not, I guess you're not playing for none of them teams, huh? Nah. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. that would be cool if you played tonight. He just goes to the other locker room, switch jerseys and shit. Damn, that's weird. I know he's weird. He might go sit in the uh, stands tonight. I'm going to sit behind Cleveland bench. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This kind of just like cut into our college basketball segment. But, um, yeah, Kentucky got a win. (laughs) Um, They came in and – Kentucky was in the league last night. I know, I know they really in the league. I don't know why. Like this is an obvious statement. Mm-hmm. But last night, boy, them boys, them Kentucky boys is on every game. Mm-hmm. Like shit, we got Bam versus PJ, got AD versus Julius, Julius. and uh, who? And, and Nerlens from there too, right? Who? Nerlens Noel. Nerlens, Malik Monk, uh, quickly. Malik Monk. Yeah. My boy Malik Monk ball. I'm happy for Malik Monk, man. I'm so happy for him. In that situation yeah. that, that he's in L.A. 
I'm happy for him. LeBron is, yeah, I'm so happy for Malik. Monk. They I'm, said he I'm only happy. started one game in Charlotte. Yeah, they were, he, it, it wasn't a good situation, so I'm happy. That's why I'm so happy for him. Um, it doesn't, and another tidbit of NBA news, it doesn't seem like it's, it might be a good situation for James Booknight because he got into it with James Borrego last night. Yeah. About what? So from what I was, there was a video of him saying something like the coach had said something to him, and then he said something back, and then the assistant coach like took him like to the back. I don't know what else happened after that, but apparently, I was reading whatever happened because I wasn't watching that game. I was watching college. Saturdays usually be my college day. Like I'll just watch college basketball all day. I'll just watch NBA the next day. But um, apparently, he Coach Borrego had put James Booknight in for the last 13 seconds of the third quarter. And when the fourth quarter came, Booknight was like, all right, I'm about to go back in. And Borrego was like, nah. Yeah, that's a clear jackass move. And it's like, what, what you mean? Obviously, he was frustrated. And the coach said something, he said something back, and that was pretty much it. I don't really know the extent of it. But, yeah. He's going to be a dog. Yes. Like I said last week, the minutes that he got – He'd be perfect, man, for, for a guy to come off the bench and create for you. But whatever. They gonna, hope Who they, they play? They played the Heat. Oh, yeah, I was watching that game. He, he got into it with the, against the Heat, though. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and speaking of Kentucky in that game, my boy Tyler Hero, you know. There's a lot of Kentucky guys. I'm, I'm so happy, man, for for just the, the for the Kentucky guys. Okay, okay. Um, moving on from that. Gonzaga and BYU. Gonzaga won by 33 points. Um, Chet Holmgren is the number one pick in the draft. Don't care what nobody got to say. 20 points, 17 rebounds, three blocks, and a steal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he has a good tournament, brother, set in stone. Bro, I watched the game when they played San Diego on Friday. Oh, my God, bro. There was a sequence of, like, five minutes, and he scored 11 points and had, like, three blocks. Like, there was one possession where he, he blocked the center shot, got the rebound, took it all the way down the court and got an and one, and then came back, deterred another shot, and hit a trail three, and they had to call a timeout. Did you send me, Rick? I don't think that I clip. sent that to you. I don't think so. There was a, there was a clip of them playing. Uh, I don't remember what team it was at home, but he hit, like, two threes in a corner, got a block, and came down and dunked the ball. I remember that. But... <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I don't even think he needs. Well, obviously he's probably gonna have to. He's going to, but I was planning on making like a video of just talking about certain things I've been noticing. He's definitely gonna be in that video. I'm still gonna talk about it, but the case for him to be number one in that draft is, for me, it's solidified. Unless Paolo or Jabari does something insane, or a team that doesn't need a guy like Chet comes around, then I'll be like, yeah. But, buddy, that oh, man is a problem. And get the first pick. And for for this draft, I wouldn't say there's too many players that are like franchise. You're the face of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? They could be there's cornerstones, but there isn't like the number one like guy. You feel me? And even even with a guy like Paolo, Paolo is insane. He's super. He's versatile. Offensively, he's talented. He's athletic. He's got an NBA body already. But my only thing with him, the way I think about it, is like, how good can he really be? Is he really like, you know what I'm saying, with his play style, is he really, not like the, his talent, but the play style. Like, is he really, can he be a superstar in the NBA? Yeah. 
can he be your franchise player in the NBA? And Jabari, I feel like Jabari is just like a super, a supersized, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't want to pigeonhole him because he's so young. But right now, like as him as a player right now, it's a supersized, versatile role player, like a version of Jaron Jackson but a lesser shot blocker. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what, but that's what I see. But Chet, he's a lob threat. First of all, he's a lob threat on offense. He's shoot. He can space the floor. He can block and deter shots, and he's mobile enough to move around the guard, probably wings. I don't know if he's mobile enough to guard guards at the NBA level, but wings definitely. He might get bodied a couple times, but he can take contact, and his arms are so long he can still block your shot. His first NBA poster is on his neck. Yes. And his first, but I ain't gonna lie. So he's say he gonna him trying to guard a guard coming off that pick and roll going to the rim, boy. He's gonna get his shit snapped up. Somebody gonna drop on a dime. <laughs> don't let don't let Ja get in front of. Him. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly. Ja makes everybody look look crazy. Did you see what he did in Orlando last night? Where he dunked on Robin Lopez's head. Didn't see see who it was. Uh, wasn't it somebody on the Grizzlies that dunked on that nigga and he was mad? Dunked on, on last year. Somebody dunked. It might have been when he was on the Wizards. Somebody dunked on him. He was mad as a bitch. When he ran him down. You, oh, you talking oh. about Lopez? It was Jared Culver. That was when Culver was in Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, cause that he had, he cause look he had dunked on him and bumped him like this, mm. and then he kind of like ran away. <laughs> but. But Ja didn't get back for his man. But Ja is a big stepper. I don't think Jared Culver is a big stepper like that. Yeah, Robin, Robin don't want to smoke with that. Oh my God. Mm. Um, Ja is crazy. That team is crazy. That team is really crazy. The that more and more good. I watch them, the more and more I, I fall in love with that team. Like That's a good team. It's a good team, a very underrated team. They are they are showtime. Yeah, to the naked eyes, just John Moran over there. Definitely not just John Moran over there. Mm, Jaron Jackson, <laughs> Desmond Bain, Desmond Main. Hey, hey, he's making me look better and better about that Bradley Bill Jr. Look, day. look, 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 look. They they do have a, a bit of a dilemma right now. Well, not right now, but when he come back, what they gonna do with Dylan Brooks? They gonna slide him at the three, but move my boy Zaire back to the bench. Thing. But Zaire been playing really, really good though. Yes. And I'm gonna pat myself on the back. You feel me? I predicted that. If you want to go back in the archives with my draft sleepers video, I had him. Uh, only one of them not really working out. But as of recent, Josh Christopher was the first guy I talked about. Josh Christopher had like 23 and such and such against the Spurs the other night. Um, Zaire game. Williams had 20. Had his career high at the Garden. Against the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? He's playing really well in a role-player role. And then the other guy was Corey Kispert. But the Wizards are a fucking mess. Uh, speaking of the NBA, <laughs> um, as we discussed when we came back after the cut, the uh, the trade deadline is on Thursday. <laughs> and um, I typed this on Friday. I said it's really starting to heat up because um, the Blazers got finessed again. We're going to talk about that first, right? The Blazers got finesse, finagle, all oh, that. Okay, right, what was the question? Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. So you said the boy Shane Sharp supposed to be a top ten pick, right? If you if, if you look goes. at like Mox, he's like top five, not top ten. He's like, top five. Yeah, if he go. Mm-hmm. 
So what you, you know, I know you watched that college ball. If you had a, if you had to pick, if you needed a two, what are they, two, he a two? Yeah, six, 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 five. So if you had a two. Athletic, two. super, he's OD athletic. Mm. Him right through your curve, ball. if you had to choose a two, you going to go with him? Or Ivy? Or the boy Benedict? Him or Benedict, I'm gonna go with Shea. I don't, I don't know. See, I can't answer that question with conviction because I haven't seen enough of Shaden Sharp. Like I seen highlights and I've seen like a couple of clips, but I haven't seen him play in a game, so I can't tell you. Um, but it depends on the situation, you know. Because it like it really depends on the situation. Like if you're talking like throw throw a team that would be in the top five that would be in a situation to draft either Benedict Matherin. Because I don't think Benedict Mather is a top ten. He might be like a lot like a late lottery guy. Yeah. Um, but if I you're for us, because we going to one of them might be on our team. Because Bradley Bill's gone. We need a guard. We need a one or a two. Who the fuck is our point guard? Spencer Dinwiddie. We're gonna talk about like him Spencer. in a second. We're gonna talk about. I love him. Spencer Dinwiddie, bro. So I didn't mean to say it like that. But... Spencer Dinwiddie's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good player. Yes, but he's not a franchise point guard. No, 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 sir. Um, the, what, what's the team that could be in the top five? I'm trying to think, because we got the Rockets, we got the um, the Thunder, the uh, the Blazers the might be there. If the Blazers get in the top five, I would take him. Shaden, I would take Shaden the Blazers, cause I, I, I would I would take him if if that's the case, or even even if um even if like if the Wizards in my in my head I have something that I'm gonna say once we do that if the Wizards were there I would take him too. It's gonna take time though, so okay. you got nothing but time. Okay, all right. We're all right. Didn't you have another question you would ask me too? Or no? No, that was that was a question. Okay. All right. So, like I said, the Blazers got finagled, finessed, all that finesse. Um, they traded with the Clippers, and they traded Norman Powell, who they just re-signed over the summer, and um, Rocco, Robert Covington, for a grand total of Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, a second-round pick, and Keon Johnson. Um, my first my first thoughts about this, I kind of feel bad for Keon Johnson because oh. he's going to a situation where he's not going to play and the Blazers don't have a G League team, so he's going to sit on the bench. Don't have a G League team? No. He was he was in the G League for the Clippers with Agua Caliente and he was playing consistently. That's oh, why he that's why you never seen him on the bench for the Clippers because he was in the G League. Have a G League. <laughs> There's only two teams that don't have a G League team, and it's them. And who else doesn't have a G League team? Timberwolves? Nah, the Timberwolves have one. They're Iowa. Uh, I'm trying to think. That's crazy. I didn't know that. But I feel like he should play on the the Timberwolves, right? But you still got to think they got. You still got to think they got CJ if when Dame come back, Anthony Simons, um, Big LB Dennis LB Smith, LB. and you know he could take LB's minutes. He can, yeah, but he's gonna be he's gonna be bad because he's not ready. But <laughs> I was never that high on him anyway, just because I ain't really I ain't see the hype at things. See, see, I don't this 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 was a part of the discussion I wanted to have because I was in a Twitter space um, on Tuesday. I was listening in, and they were talking about kids, not kids, high school players choosing the right situation to go to college at. 
Yo was talking. The person that was talking when I joined, he was just talking about some bullshit. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. So essentially, like the the preface was of it was that when you're deciding your college, you should go to a situation that benefits you to where you're trying to go. Fuck the status. Fuck what everybody else is doing is going to. Fuck all that. What what place is gonna help you grow and develop to get to where you want to go? You feel me? And we could talk about Imani Bates. The person they were talking about in the space was Trayvon Duvall. You could talk about him. Um, you could talk even you could talk about um, in this situation with Keon Johnson and with um, Jaden Springer. Like the situation at Tennessee. Like, especially where their offense runs, it's ugly. Like, I can't watch Tennessee play because their offense is ugly sometimes. Like, the times I've seen it play, is just ugly. I don't want to watch them play. Yeah. You That's know? I was like, is Smoothie Taylor really that good? I don't, I don't really see too much. Because the Tennessee kind of thing is like, Give you know? it to him and let him work the whole chocolate. Yeah. And it's just certain places where people that are highly touted are trying to get to the league shouldn't go. Like, Texas. You shouldn't go to Texas. You know why? Because everybody on their team is, like, 24 years old. And you're not going to play. You know? I don't know about Duke, though. I would, especially for a point guard. What, what better could it be for Trayvon Duval than Duke? But the situation, though, you got to think. He's not going to be able to run the show because you got Marvin Bagley. Grayson Allen was still there. Um, Gary Trent. Uh, who else was on that team? Definitely got a squad. Right? I didn't think about that. He's definitely not holding that. Like ball. that team went to the, the was it the Elite Eight when they played Kansas and they lost. Like that was a good ass team. They had Wendell Carter Jr. Like college college game is different from the NBA. When you got two like top tier post guys, you're gonna go through them. You feel me? And a senior next to you, you're gonna go through them. You're not gonna get a chance to run the show and do whatever you want to do. The big keys like that for national championship keys. Yeah, and even with that, like, there was parts of him, like, not wanting to be there because of the situation, and he was going to leave regardless. Even if you would have left, my guy, you could have transferred to another school. You know, rocked out. He left the wrong way. I, yeah, he, he kind of left the wrong way. He didn't get drafted, and it was a bunch of other things. But like, sometimes it just shake out like that, and you just got to learn from it and grow. But, like, your situation that you're going to is very key in trying to get to the next level. Even if you have to go to a lower level school, like think of small schools, small school killers. Damian Lillard is the first name that you think of. John Morant is absolutely he put and he put in two years. He didn't have he didn't wasn't a freshman and went there. He went to the tournament back to back. He went to the tournament his freshman year and his sophomore year. Jaden Ivy. Jaden Ivy. You know what I'm saying? Johnny Davis. Like you got to get your game off, my guy. You got to get your game off before you can get to that next level. You just ain't going right off the clout. But what about? So what would you say about a guy like Quinn Cook? He went to Duke. He was with the squad. Yeah. He had, and it worked out. I mean, he might not have, but he probably he didn't get drafted. But he was in the league. He had so some players like, but Quinn Cook wasn't like. Trayvon Duvall's status. He wasn't a top five player in the country when he came out, I don't think. I can Definitely look it up just to make two, sure. Three point guard. I can make sure. Let me double check to make sure. Definitely not no top five player, though. Top two, three point guard he had. Yeah. Had. Let me see here. Was he 2011? I don't know, but that was a long time. Let's see. Something like that. Let's see. 
Bro, was you at the gym when we seen him at the gym that one day? I don't think so. I've seen him before because he be around here. But uh, I remember one time when we was in school and KD was at like the rec center down the street and everybody left school to go to go see what was up. Uh, it was I want public a safety hat. Boy, KD. <laughs> he just wanted to go work out too. He was not trying to care what nobody else was on. Uh, I'm trying to find him, bro. I don't was I don't think he was 2010. Was he 2011? Cuz he was wasn't he there when um uh, yes, he was 2011. He was the 38th ranked player according to ESPN. I'll tell you some of the other players that are in that class. Number 1 player was Anthony Davis. Andre Drummond, Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers was supposed to be that dude. He was like, you know what I'm saying, mixtape legend, killer, all that going into Duke. So, I mean, so Say that uh, backs up what you were saying. Get, I mean, he did get his game off. Yeah, he he definitely got his game off. He was a top ten pick. But some, like I said earlier, with guys like your situation matters. You feel me? Like he went to the Hornets, had two top ten picks, and it's Anthony Davis team. You feel me? Like he's the number one pick. But at the same time, sometimes your your role isn't what you, you know. But as long as you comfortable with that and you thrive in it, then it doesn't really matter. All these guys are superstar in high school. Exactly. Like, like this top five is all in the NBA, and they're all prominent. <laughs> well, not not well three to five. Sorry. Um, Bradley Bill is a fifth ranked player in this class. <laughs> like, you know, so you got AD, Andre Drummond, Austin Rivers, Michael G- Kid Gilchrist, Bradley Bill, um, and then some of my favorite guys. You know, what I'm saying Quincy Miller. Um, LeBron Nash, you remember LeBron Nash? He went to uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Mike Cabongo. <laughs> PJ Hairston. <laughs> Cody Zeller. This is a good cut. Dorian Finney Smith, Michael Carter Williams, KCP. Uh, Jakar Sampson, Rodney Hood. We said Quinn Cook already. Mo Harkless. Otto Porter was the 42nd ranked player. Uh, ben McLemore was 49. Norman Powell was 52. Uh, ben McLemore? Yeah. You said Norman Powell was in there too? Yeah, he was 52. Yeah, Ryan Boatwright that won a national championship at UConn was 74. Uh, who else is on here? Simbular. Shout out to Simbular. <laughs> Anthony Gill, who's on the Wizards now, was number eighty-eight. Uh, is that Ryan Anderson? Ryan Anderson? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it from twenty ten, well twenty eleven. Sorry, that was a good ass class. But like I'm saying, like you, like the guys that I was talking about, like referencing, like being that guy when you get to college was in within the, like the top ten top 15 like say for instance with in a quick like you was comparing Quinn Cook but I was saying like a guy like Keontae George Keontae George is a top top three player he's going to Baylor he's gonna step right in and be that because the situation is great for him you know what Baylor's is being catered for their guards you know gonna start though he should because James Akinjo gonna be gone you'll move Cryer over or Flagler but they've been running three guard systems for a while so and Keontae is a kind of a bigger guard. I think he's 6'4". 
and he's pretty strong. So that'll definitely open up a spot for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty much it with with that situation. But um, okay, moving moving on. We all over the place right now, but I don't really care. It's a good conversation. Um, moving on from that, what do you think about the the, the trade from the Clipper side, getting Rocco and um, Norman Powell, two really good players that fit your team? Sounds like Kawhi Leonard is coming back this year. And if he does come back and he's 100% healthy, man, I wouldn't want to play them next. And, I mean, I'm not mad at the Blazers. No. Because, I mean, knowing how he had to go. That was they, that was dumb getting him. Yes. And Covington, it seemed like he wasn't even really playing them. But the problem, the problem with the Blazers trading Norman Powell for that is, you know who they traded to get Norman Powell, Gary Trent, Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and they gave up a first-round a first round pick, too. Yeah, so... Hopefully that was the beginning of the, the blow it up. That's exactly, this is exactly the next point. What what do you think blowing it up looks like for the Blazers? Like what, what trades would you make? Not like like an actual like mapped out trade, but who are you trading to restart with? Trading both of them, Damian Lillard and CJ. Mm-hmm. Whichever, whichever one, them Sixers want for Ben Simmons, come get them. They're probably going to want Danny. Probably they might want both of them. Vincent. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the way that the Blazers is doing shit, fuck it. I can have both of them. <laughs> give me the pick. Give me Ben Simmons and give me some pick. Mm-hmm. I can have both of them. Yeah. Now, I don't want to hear nothing from Ben Simmons because he don't want to play anyway. So he can go over there in, in, in Portland and nobody going to be watching his ass and they going to win 20 games. I still have this dream of Ben Simmons going to another team at Plank Center. Or at least a four. Not being the point guard. Being back as a power forward like he was in high school, so. We'll see about third. He's going to have to get through this phase, whatever this phase that he's in right now, he's going to have to get through. Yeah. Um, for me, my my thing is they have two options, right? Either way, you're going to have to trade CJ for something. If the Pelicans want him and you get Josh Hart back, cool. Trade him, right? Josh Hart, he don't deserve that. I'm just saying because the, the Pelicans are is trying to get active. In the trade deadline, they was trying to get Karis Levert. They was trying, they they trying, they looking for CJ because CJ would fit well with that team because they need somebody that can create shots, but they also need a playmaker. And I kind of don't want the ball out of Brandon Ingram's hands because Brandon Ingram is, yeah. But, um, yeah, um, you got to trade CJ either way. Um, and then at that point, once you trade CJ, you have a decision to make: do you trade Dame? Or do you try to get value for what you've seen from Anthony Simons because he's hot right now? You know, like you just make a decision between those two. Um, me, I would go with the long play. You know what? Dame has done enough for your franchise, and not trading him at this point would probably be a disservice to him. Like, you know, like get him off, rebuild with Anthony Simons. He seems like he's going to be one of the next ones coming up in the league. Right. They 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 cannot trade Anthony Simons. They can trade Dame, C D, but no. And the value Simons. you can get back from from Dame, not even just in the Ben Simmons situation, find a team that will really want want him, and that will fit with Anthony Simons going forward, and get picks. And if you slide into the top five, get Chet Holmgren and trade um trade um what's bro name Nurkic, get Holmgren. Yeah, yeah. Y'all running, y'all playing defense, y'all doing y'all thing. 
Yeah, the whole team got to go, bro. I forgot about it. Got. Yeah, yeah. Blazers about to make somebody a contender, hopefully, in these next couple of days. Yeah. Oh, one thing I did see, I seen Greg Brown caught a body. He dunked on Mike Muscala's head. <laughs> but that boy. boy. Boy, Mike Muscala had no business being over there. He don't know about that boy Hannibal. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so next thing. There was reports coming out on um, was this, this was yesterday that well, not yesterday the um, on Friday that the Nets would entertain a trade for James Harden and just you know what I'm saying with the Sixers specifically because there's always been links between Daryl Morey and James Harden and right now James Harden is frustrated and I'm gonna give you some credit with that um, the reason I think James Harden is frustrated is because of Kyrie. Because he's not he's just inconsistent. He's not there all the time. Nothing is stable right now, especially with KD out. So it's just James and like he don't know what to expect every every night and everything like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you credit for that because you caught that way before the season started. He's like it's gonna cause problems. I'm like I don't know, but it's causing problems. Because I mean, think about it. If shit, if it's me and you, and we got a third person and. He not giving it his all. He he, he coming every other week. Yeah, like bro, we trying to win a championship, especially. And then I forgot who. I think it was D Wade on TNT. He was like, he's like, KD got a championship. Kyrie got a championship. James Harden got a championship. Mm-hmm. So he on a little he on a little different time right now. So. Yeah. But I would sim- like to see him in Golden Beat. I don't. No. Don't have him. I don't want to see them together. Why? James Harden don't play the way I like. I would want somebody to play with Joel Embiid. The perfect player that would go with Joel Embiid, like I said in the chat yesterday, was this Bradley Bill. I would like because James Harden is gonna pound the ball, yeah, and Joel Embiid fun. with this freedom that he has without Ben Simmons is special. Like he, like he's yeah, bringing the ball up the floor. He's operating in the mid range. He's taking people off the bounce into post up. He's doing everything. So if okay. you. Dame, Dame, Dame could be yes, because Dame can create his own shot without pick and roll, you know, and he can. He's not. Not even just that, but I feel like they can. James Hart is not a good, useful. He's not a useful player off the ball. Like you're not gonna run. You can run hella pin downs for Dame when you let it come off screens, off of Joel post up, and do a lot of different stuff. You know. I'm not trying to catch four lives again. That's not a healthy, not a healthy. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't want. It. I barely want that man. I want Joel and B to be Jokic around the room. I don't want him dunking the ball because I don't like the way he'd be landing. But I mean, that's what I, I mean. I definitely been saying that somebody needs. I don't know what's taking so long. I don't know if it's us that's probably is probably y'all. Yeah, but somebody need to come get Brad Bill and help that man out and get him in a winning situation. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I guess we're going to get to that because we definitely got to talk about that. Yeah, that, that's know. that's what I got next. Okay. <laughs> um, but first, it, it seems y'all, – y'all locker room is crazy. The Wizards locker room is crazy right now. Because, <laughs> like, was it a month ago, KCP and, and um, um, Trez fought. They got into a literal fight in the locker room at halftime of a game. And when I first seen it, I was like, okay, they might be mad. That shit type of shit happens. But um, apparently, nobody likes Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> apparently, nobody likes Spencer Dinwiddie at all. Um, 
Bradley Bill's not there. He's hurt. And um, the Wizards can't stop losing. And the only positive seem to be like guys like Daniel Gafford and Kyle Kuzma because Kyle Kuzma's having the best year of his career. So. We got all our guys back. Shit went downhill. Once Rui came back, TB came back. <laughs> It went down. It might be it's like in a similar situation that happened with Boston when they made their run and everything. Like too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, Not enough minutes to go around for everybody. Yeah, Somebody you can't you can't be running ten, eleven deep every night and expect consistency. It's just not gonna happen. But my thing is, they said they said they don't. They said Spencer tried to come in the locker room on some leadership. Niggas is basically like, yeah, shut that shit up. And if that's true, then that's on Bradley Bill. Cause he's the lead, mm-hmm. and he's obviously not. Even though they, I gotta watch that too. Spencer Dinwiddie got the, uh, the knuckleheads, knuckleheads video. So I watched a part it. of that, but that was like yeah. before this, like right before the season started. Yeah, so you definitely need to watch that. But I don't get how Spencer Dinwiddie's not embraced with open arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it don't make sense. To me. Don't make know. sense to me. I mean, I mean, I guess he's not Russell Westbrook or John Wall, but. But still, like, but yeah. at the same time, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't look as at Spencer as a point guard, even though he's six six and he played point guard in college. His best skill is get putting the ball in the hole. And that's the problem. Why do he got the ball all the fucking time if he? Because that's that's his job. That's that's all his job has been before he got there. In Brooklyn, you come off the bench, you put the ball in the hole. That's it. <laughs> you know. Maybe that's what we need to do. But at the same time, we don't have a starter. Who wants start? I mean, Bradley Bill is starting one. I guess. He's then at then at that point, if you put if you starting Brad at the one, then that kind of makes Brad less effective because Brad's number one best best thing to do is put the ball in the hole. So Man, shit, that's he been, he been playing one. And you're not I finna mean, have KCP be the play initiator. You're not gonna do that. Definitely can't do that. And there's no other like trusted ball handler that you have on that roster, so it has to be Spencer Dinwiddie. But Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie wants to score, so it's like it's a deep. balance. So, so that, that's that's why two. that's why it doesn't fit. So, um, but you see, when Bradley Bill dropped five, six, seven assists, we win. When he gets 18, mm-hmm. 20 points, five, six, seven assists, and five rebounds, we win. Yeah. So maybe he do need to play one and let, because he can play the one. Yes, he can. It's not. It's not that he's not a good. He can he can do that. He's a very great he's a great player. He can do whatever he wants to do on the court. But it's like, how do you maximize Bradley Bill? You know? He's been <laughs> maximized enough on the way. Okay. So first question I had about this. <clears throat> so if, when Thursday comes and the Wizards say you are on the phone, you're the Wizards GM, who is the first team you're calling to take Spencer Dinwiddie and what are you looking for back? I'm gonna give you some time. Is there a market about it? I don't know. <laughs> that's 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 why it's so hard because you don't really know what the market is for him. Like, what do you, what do you, what are you doing with him? People have the same problem with us as any other team. Uh, most teams got a point guard. Yes, yes, they do. I mean, shit. I mean, we send him to uh, Sacramento and get. You know, I know they're not gonna do that. But you might run into the same problem because De'Aaron Fox is different from the player he was in Kentucky. He is put the ball in the hole. He played a little defense, too. I don't know. We need guys, bro. We like, we have guys, but we only got one guy. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox is a boy. He's he one of them guys. He's mm-hmm. a guy. 
And I think that's probably the problem with Spencer Dimmer. He's like, everybody looking at him like, yeah, you're not Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Damn sure not John Wall. <laughs> not saying that John Wall is better than Russell Westbrook. Yeah. In that locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither of them. Yeah. And it's tough to try to try to map out what you could give for Spencer Dinwiddie because nobody knows what anybody would is willing to trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. You don't know. Second round pick. And what else? He's got a friendly contract, so you can probably get a vet back or something. Second round pick. Maybe they come up off of uh, Harrison Barnes. But it seems like Harrison Barnes is living his life. He's cool. I don't think he's necessarily worried about him. <laughs> Okay, and you kind of answered my second question I had for you. Should the Wizards trade Bradley Bill now? The answer is yes, because you you said we should, might as well just start over now. You know, as a, as a fan of the team, yeah, Bradley Bill's supposed to be gone a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But Bradley Bill's my favorite player in the league. I don't know who my favorite player in the league, but Bradley Bill's definitely one of them. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I got you. I I understand. I understand. Okay. Um, my 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 favorite thing for them, like I said before, get Ben Simmons, trade Bradley Bill for Ben Simmons. You know, I don't know how it would fit with the roster you got now, but shit, is I don't think it's gonna get any worse than it is right now. Yeah, I, don't, I like Ben Simmons as a player, but I can't rock with no dude that they got too many. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. I can completely understand um, that. We don't need that in our locker room. You see, we already got a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't need that in our locker room. Let me check my phone again and make sure there's no other trades that have happened. <laughs> um, and you know what the last question is on this list? <laughs> Will the Pacers trade anybody? Levert, Sabonis, or Turner? And um, we have our answer. Let's <laughs> yeah. um, see if the Kings do something. Then you seen uh Steve Nash said that shit kept so yeah. not trading James Harden. Mm-hmm. That's what he's yeah, supposed to say. Yeah, so let's put it into that conversation. Steve Nash, that's that player. You know, he came out, he knew he knew this was fucking up the team. He on a seven game losing streak. Oh. We got it dead. That shit kinda threw me off. Okay. So this is the full trade for Karis Levert going to Cleveland. Indiana sends Karis Levert in the twenty twenty two second round pick from Miami to Cleveland. For Ricky Rubio, a lottery-protected 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick via Houston, and a 2027 second-round pick from Utah. So what does lottery-protected means? What? So if the Cavaliers' first-round pick this year is in the lottery, then the Pacers don't get it. But they got a first-round pick. Yeah. So if, the, so if the Cavaliers make the playoffs, the Pacers get their pick. But if the Cavaliers don't, then it's still theirs. Wherever it is in the lottery. When Cavs about to dance. And right now, you know, I think they play the, the Nets in the first round, bro. Yeah. I mean, I don't think KD, a healthy Kevin Durant, he's not. Hold on, well, let me look at the standards real quick to see what it's yeah. looking like. KD, boy, I would not want to play. Really, I don't want to play nobody in the East. Except for the... Okay, so no, that's not the matchup. So the current matchups right now, with a play, let's start with the play-in. So the play-in will be Atlanta in Toronto. 10 versus 7. I'm sorry. Well, fuck, fuck. I'm freaking up. No, I'm sorry. So, Atlanta will play Charlotte. That's crazy. That's crazy bump, right? Um, I would probably go with Atlanta in that game. Um, yeah, I would go with Atlanta in that game. And 7 and 8 is Toronto and Boston. 
That's a, that's gonna come down to Toronto is seven. Yeah, yeah. They probably they, but they still don't have no fans. Bro. Nah, I don't know when they're getting fans back. Well, they need fans back in. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Cause then again, yeah, for playoffs they have to have fans back. Yeah. Um, in that game, that's tough. I don't know. Yeah, wherever the game. Okay. So if that's the case, then you would have Atlanta and Boston and Boston. I might rock with Atlanta in that game. Because Atlanta, ever since they got DeAndre Hunter back, they've been playing great defense. Excellent so Atlanta defense. Atlanta versus Boston for the eighth seed? Yes. In Boston? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. No, the East not. is a fucking bloodbath. Good Lord. <laughs> and if we get in there, I don't even know if we're going to get in there, but we got a lot of work to do. Y'all are a game three. back of the 10 seed. Six games back from nine. No, I'm sorry. Three games back. I'm tripping. Three games back from nine, four from eight, and four and a half from seven. That's what that six-game losing streak will do. Indeed. That's what it indeed will do. Well, I mean, Boston versus Atlanta. Boston versus Atlanta, yeah. We're going to see some food. I just love Trey Young too much. Trey Young is just like. <laughs> Trey Young is an animal. DeAndre Hunter, he's gonna have to guard one of them. So who's gonna guard the other, the other one? They traded Cam Reddish. I don't know. <laughs> one of them going for it. Trey Young going for thirty-five and ten. That's gonna be a good game. Yes, indeed. Yes, that's gonna be a great game. But uh, Cleveland, this is this is a great ass matchup. This is a a, a a dream matchup for Cleveland and well for fans in general, for NBA fans in general. Four-five matchup. They're at the four seed. They're playing Philly. They going and Philly's going home. <laughs> they gonna learn the lessons that they should have been learned. Like that they cannot win that, a playoff that, game that shit is insane. Like the matchup down low, like it's insane. Mm. Jared Allen, mm. Evan Mobley, and um Karis Levert now. Oh my god, they're really going home. Oh, it's gonna take some time for Karis Levert to mesh, but the Cavaliers needed they need that so bad. Like, especially with no Colin Sexton, no Ricky Rubio, that is a thing. But I know I like I know there are Pacers fans out there and I see why they, they, they're like a bit hesitant on trying to keep Karis Levert because sometimes you have the idea in your head that Karis Levert is a great playmaker where he can make plays. He can. But sometimes he just doesn't do it. He just wants to score the ball. And he'll ignore he'll ignore like the first pass that's wide open just to try to go score. The New York ball in him. That's what, that's what we do on the East Coast. We get buckets. Well, he's from Ohio. Yeah, so he's from New York. He looked like a New York. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he's at the and crib. So. Oh, he had the crib too, yeah. They get buckets in Ohio too. Definitely do. And um, I don't know. I like I like that trade a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, a lot. Um, Definitely like it. Okay. Sixers are going home in the first round no matter who. We're gonna remember gonna stamp this right now. No matter who they play, they're going home. So if they play if they play Brooklyn, they're going home? For sure. The Sixers. I'm just asking. I'm no, just I know, asking. I know. I'm just I'm just saying that's what you're talking about, right? The Sixers? They definitely bro. Okay, so I'll tell you what the matchups will be. Say everything shakes out the same. I'm just gonna go from eight so eight is Boston, seven is Toronto. So first round, Chicago is playing Boston. I'm taking Chicago. Because when Chicago's healthy, they're, their defense is <laughs> – and I don't think you're stopping Levine at the Rosen. Like, <laughs> so, 
if they can be healthy. They can be yes. Healthy all the yes. <laughs> Two seven is gonna be <laughs> an absolute war, world war for it's Miami and Toronto. That's that's gonna be physical, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Well, it might be all the top teams might go home. Three six is Milwaukee and Brooklyn, <laughs> and four five is Cleveland and Philly. Them two teams got to do something to make sure that's not the first round matchup. Oh None of them want to go home in the first round. Oh I still my favorite to come out of the East is still Milwaukee though, because when they come playoff time, that that man Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Hobbs, and the role players they got around it, that goddamn. Um, you know Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis be hooping too. Yeah, it's it's crazy. In our West, we gonna we gonna lead the West alone because there's so much shit going on out there. <laughs> The reason I say the Sixers is going home, bro, is because what happened last time we seen him without Ben Simmons in the playoff? The boys got swept. 4-0 Boston. But that was Joel a different Embiid. Joel Embiid, though. He was still getting 30 and 10. Was he? He was getting 30 every game. And they was losing by 20. I just don't think they can win a playoff series without Ben Simmons. Let's see. As much as they talk about him, which is, which is why I understand why he not playing. Y'all talking crazy about me. Who would y'all be without me? Let's go to game logs. Nineteen twenty. Okay. Yeah, so, nineteen and twenty. No, 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 the nineteen twenty season. Uh, playoffs. Okay. You are correct. So yeah. I mean, all. all like three of the four games were close. The yeah. only bad game was when he scored the most points. He had thirty-four points and ten rebounds, and then lost by twenty-seven. But two games they lost by eight, and one game they lost by four. So it's not like they was getting their ass kicked, except out, outside of one game. They got swept though. You ain't supposed to get. You ain't, you ain't supposed to get. Like that boy Charles Barkley, he couldn't win one game. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, oh, I understand. By who? They got by the, by the, the champion. I mean, not champ. West West champion Suns. They did. They, remember they last did. year? They, did. they kicked they my did. man's out game three. How the who kicked it? No, that, that was game four. The, he, that was kind of egregious though. Yeah, but come on, it's the MVP. We ain't never seen no MVP get kicked out in the playoffs. Jokic be wilding. <laughs> and there was a there was a report that that said uh, this is not funny, but it's funny at the same time. We shouldn't be laughing, but. Uh, Markeith Morris is like still hasn't played since he got trucked by Nicole. That's not funny, but that's funny. That's crazy. Don't hit the big man there. <laughs> don't touch him. I don't know why they. That's a that's a European <laughs> stuff. You see the case, Markeith. Yeah, we talked about this. We yeah, they ain't yeah. soft. No, because with the other twin, try to do the same thing to Luke. I mean, looking out as big. Well, as he that. stepped on his foot on purpose. Yeah. So that's a little bit different than going in and flying elbow. No, At least he can retaliate. He's trying to punk him. Trying to punk him the whole series. Well, the Clippers were trying to punk him, and he wasn't going for it. Like Montrez yeah. Harrell was trying to bully him. Yeah. So I don't know. Trez? I don't know. I feel like he kind of outgrew the Clippers, like the role that he had. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with that superstar shit, that favoritism. That's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Definitely, I agree with that. He definitely did. Um, is there anything else that we can hit on before we get up out of here, man? Um, I don't really think so. Yeah, no. Talk about the reserves if you want to, but um, Chris Middleton shouldn't be a reserve. I don't think so. I told you he was. He was champion. I know. I respect. I respect the hell out of Chris Middleton, but put Lamelo in there. Lamelo made the game crazy. You know. Oh, that's that's what I was gonna do. That's what I was gonna do. I was going to pull up the Rising Stars rosters and see and we was going to pick who's going to win the Rising Stars tournament. Here we go. I got to say is, you know what I'm saying? Hope the guys get healthy in the league. There's a lot of injuries going on right now. We need a lot of these guys to get back right. And uh, I'm about to see what the score of the Pro Bowl is. The Pro Bowl on right now. It's probably like 80 or some, 80 something. Football football games be like three four hours. I doubt it. Uh, They said, uh, "Yeah, I tried to play for one one drive." I mean, I know they're not tackling enough. Nah, no point to watch. Okay, so I'm gonna start it with the with the last team. This is Team Worthy, coached by James Worthy. So you got Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy. Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Jalen Suggs, Tyrese Maxey, and Marjan Bochamp. Team Payton, which I'm assuming is Gary Payton. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> so you got LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Jaden McDaniels, Io DeSumo, Chris Duarte, Davion Mitchell, and Scoot Henderson. I'll tell you one goddamn thing. This team's going to play some fucking defense. <laughs> Yeah, Scotty, Jaden McDaniels, Io, Davion Mitchell, all. <laughs> boy, boy, Gary Pitt, do you think they picked them? The yeah, they, they these are, they picked them. Yeah. I think it's only be about forty right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Team Thomas, which I'm assuming is Isaiah Thomas. He's got Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bay, Desmond Bain, Isaiah Stewart, Tyrese Halliburton, Precious Achua, and Jaden Hardy. And this team is probably the team that I'm going to pick to win. This is Team Barry. I think it's Brent Barry because there's a bunch of Barrys. Uh, Evan Mobley, Cade, Franz, Jay Sean Tate, Isaac Okoro, Singoon, and Dyson Daniels. <laughs> this, the fact that he was able to get Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham on the same team is kind of crazy. This team is true. Mm-hmm. So, I like that team more than uh... Hold on, let me let me tell you the matchup. So it's gonna be Team A versus Team B, which is Evan Mobley, Kay Cunningham, Franz Tate, Jay Sean Tate, Isaac Okoro, and Singoon and Dyson Daniels against Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bay, Desmond Bain, Isaiah Stewart, Tyrese Halliburton, Achua, and Jaden Hardy. Which team is gonna win? <laughs> it's a lot of fucking names. First team name was the K team. Yeah, K to Evan Mobley against Anthony Edwards. Tyrese Halliburton, Sadiq Bay, Desmond Bain. I don't know, man. In this kind of situation, I might have to rock with Ant, man, though. Because you got it's Tyrese and Ant with Sadiq and Desmond Bain. And Precious. Precious would probably be good in this kind of kind of setting, too. 
I hope he don't keep trying to do the shit he be doing with the Raptors. Sometimes he be wilding and it be pissing me off. It be it be pissing Fred Van Vliet off too. He be trying to ISO and he be airballing or hit the backboard real hard. It's, it's it get bad sometimes. Um, so I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards team in this one. Which you said you was going with Cade. I'm going with Edwards. Okay, cool. So this is this 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 is the next one. So Lamelo, Scotty, Io, Davion, and Scoot are playing against Cole, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Suggs, Maxi, and Bochamp. I'm gonna go with Lamelo. That's gonna be a good game, though. Definitely gonna be a good ass game. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Team Payton because they probably gonna play more defense. But my guys are on this team. Like my favorite players: Herb Jones, Tyrese Maxey. Like those yeah. are two of my favorite. Matthew, gonna be the Them two that you just named are the X factors of that team. Jalen Green is just gonna. He better he get hit. You said what? Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy's on his team. So it's Josh, it's Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Tyrese Maxey, Herb Jones, and Bochamp. Take Cole versus Lamelo. Yep. That's gonna be big. Giddy's Giddy is a is a good playmaker to be in this game too. It's gonna be a lot of lobs to Jalen Green too. Jalen Suggs probably gonna get his lobs in too. We might see point Herb out there too. I don't know though. But in this one, I'm going to go with Team Peyton. So that means LaMelo, Scotty, Io, Jaden McDaniels, Davion Mitchell, Duarte, and Scoot are going to play against Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bay, Desmond Bain, Isaiah Stewart, Tyrese Halliburton, and uh, Precious Achua. And Precious. I don't think Isaiah Stewart should have been in there. I think uh, Big O should have been in this, this league. Not this league, this, this game. Yeah. And it's not close. Yeah. Well, I say they both deserve to be in there. Mm. But the big old not being there is crazy. But he don't over start. precious and like he should be in there, especially over precious and Isaiah Stewart. Like he don't start though. So he's playing behind Clint Capella. You feel me? I get Popularity, you. Bro. I got you though. I under, I understand it, but it's just like no, he definitely deserves to be in there. Yeah, him not being there is crazy. That um, might be. When he when they drafted him, I was like, yeah, what the fuck are the Hawks doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's the same thing I thought, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I was a bit crazy though. I wanted him to go like top five because I really believed in Big O. No, he wanted them. Mm-hmm. Who had the fifth pick in twenty twenty? The Cavs. That's two drafts ago. Yeah, that's when they got Isaac Okoro. That's fine. Because <clears throat> they ended up getting Evan Mobley And they had Jared Allen So it worked that out It worked out anyway Okay So in the championship game Who you got? LaMelo against Against Anthony Edwards Deep uh, I'm gonna go I'm, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards Because they got more They got a more offensively Tilted team with Anthony Edwards put the ball in the hole, Sadiq Bay put the ball in the hole, Desmond Bain put the ball in the hole. Scotty, Jalen. No, they don't have Giddy. Giddy is on the team with Cole Anthony. So it's Lamelo, Scotty, Jay McDaniels, Io, Duarte. Chris Duarte put the ball in the hole. Davion Mitchell and Scoot. Give me Lamelo, man. 
I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards. Damn, I hope that's the that's I hope that's the championship game though. That's gonna be good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, pretty uh, that's pretty much it, man. Um, that's gonna wrap up the episode. Another great episode in the books, episode twenty. Um, like I said in the beginning, if you made it this far, leave a like on the video, comment down below on any of the topics that we talked about. Give your opinion. We probably gonna get in the comments, talk to y'all a little bit. Um, for sure, we not above talking to y'all. Um, leave a like, subscribe, comment down below. If you on podcast, leave a rating, everything like that that helps us out. Uh, and until next leave time, folks. Yeah, leave some topics, questions that we could talk about. Something interesting though. You feel me? Not not no ESPN headline on first take bullshit. Nah, get that out of here. Some real shit. <laughs> Um, but that's pretty much it, y'all, man. Until next time, stay cozy.